0: Well then, the first ever F1 sprint race is in the books, but what was it like? I know you've got your own opinions, but that is what we're going to be discussing right here today on the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium. Along with that, we discuss, well, was this experiment a good one for the long run? And more importantly, the one point that we all may end up ignoring in the heat of all this moment right now, it is... What about tomorrow's race? How impactful will the events of today be for all that we see on Sunday for the main Grand Prix? All of this on this short episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and pitch podium. Well, hello there, folks. Welcome to the Inside Line F1 podcast. My name is Somal Arora, joined as always by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team. We've seen history happen, Kunal, finally. Uh, I think it's been a while since we've seen something quite like this. F1 taking initiative like this ever, but honest thoughts though. Honestly, do you think this is a sustainable option for the long run? We've seen all that's happened today, but it's just raised a big question in everyone's mind today. It's so good to see all the discussions happening on the forums. It is. It's it's history
1: we made. We were a part of history. And you know, let's let's take a step back. Should we have more F1 sprints? Technically, yes, we are going to have it twice, whether we like it or mm. not, right? But the step back that we should try and take is to understand that Formula 1 is in a very unique space. We all want Formula 1 to change, but we don't want Rousseau to sort of be the guinea pigs. That's how it could be seen as, right? <laughs> and today we were all guinea pigs. So we are probably all feeling either ecstatic about the F1 sprint or, oh my God, what did we just <laughs> witness, you know? And in and I think we should just be a little more patient, uh, you know, for the F1 sprint, seeing how it all unfolds. To be honest, and in my view, uh, we should continue down the F1 sprint with some tweaks you know, nomenclatures like who gets pole position, you know, after yesterday's Hamilton heroics, it's unfortunate that his fantastic lap doesn't get him pole for the race tomorrow, for example. And then this whole challenge of not calling it a sprint race, you know, everyone on broadcast was confused. Okay, what do we call it if we don't call it a sprint race. So Just that. And the one thing that really worked out for me, of course, apart from, you know, Fernando Alonso's start uh, heroics, uh, Sawmill, was Mm -hmm. the fact that the new Park fermier regulations have made the the weekend far more challenging. And that's what Max Verstappen alluded to in his post-sprint race. Uh, interview, you know, he said, uh, we made some changes. And after FP1, we couldn't make those changes back. He was making a reference to the fact that Hamilton has more top line speed, uh, by virtue of being the fastest of all 20 drivers, whereas Max Verstappen has the the slowest top line speed, because he's the slowest of all 20 drivers. So some things that worked, some things that didn't, and I'm willing to have an open mind when it happens again in, uh, I think it's Monza.
0: Yep, Monza it is coming in a few months right now. But let's be objective. I don't think that impacted Verstappen a bit too much. More on the incidents about this race in a few moments. Let's let's first discuss the format. Let's first discuss what we genuinely think about this race as such. And honestly, uh, I just felt that it felt a little bit artificial because, of course, what you eventually saw at Fernando Alonso. More on that in a second, in depth. That is, but his heroics in the first lap he got I think what six off positions that he gave in the very first lap crazy driving but eventually he did end up dropping down those positions now if he can't sustain it on his long run pace in 30 minutes eventually just starts low down and basically on Sunday we don't get to see the excitement of oh Fernando Alonso he's gained X amount of positions how can he sustain because I mean if he can't do it in 30 minutes it seems a bit hard to imagine that he can keep up with those gain positions over the course of a one hour and 30 minute race so seems like that surprise qualification Finding starter performance sort of variable that we get to see on a normal race weekend has just been pre-poned in a way to Saturday now. And that makes it sort of artificially interesting. I, I, I'm sort of looking too much into the future right now. The point is, we only have to wait and watch. But for now, I think it delivered as a strong 30-minute entertainment option on a Saturday evening, as it was intended to do, it, for, to be honest.
1: Yes, it was. And that's a very good point you've made, Sommel. that it's probably just brought the entertainment forward by one day and you know but you know we still have one more start one more opening lap uh, tomorrow and uh, if Fernando Mm. Alonso repeats his heroics uh, from today to tomorrow he'll be p2 at the end of the first lap so that's probably going to be worth it as well so but but you know it's it's great to have one session on each day that sort of has Mm. more meaning and like we said in the preview that we actually have more meaningful sessions or sessions, you know, connected to the business of racing than free practice sessions. And you know, from what we saw today, even free practice too, we could literally have scrapped that, Sommel.
0: Yeah. Uh, we we genuinely could. It was just rather pointless in a way. But the racing canal, I think everyone is very keen to know this very perspective of this side of this race. As I mentioned, it, it feels partially inflated in a way, the excitement of this one. But but honestly, on, on the whole though. Is this going to be replicated all the way through? Uh, It's hard to give an answer right now, but it, it feels a bit bloated right now. It feels that it's not meant to happen. But this today, of course, due to Perez's accident and due to what we saw with the Lonzo, due to what we saw with Russell, it was sort of made extra exciting. But then again, if you come to think of it, it would be like that famous Italian cook who said, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bike. So I think we just have to take it as it is and enjoy it for what it was today.
1: Enjoy it for what it was, and you know the question that I kept asking myself when doing some bit of analysis was: Would the top ten have been Hmm. any different than what we got right from qualifying? And the truth is that uh, you know George Russell made it to Q3. Technically, he's in the top ten. You know Fernando Alonso, big gainer as well. Kimi Raikkonen, you know those starting on the soft tires sort of gained as well. I would say, and the biggest loser has to be Checo. Perez, who, by the way, yeah. Sommel is the winner of today's manscaped lawn mower moment, without an absolute doubt. It was. <laughs> it's unfortunate, you know. It this was his third driver mistake, in two races, yeah. or okay, if you don't call today a race, two meaningful sessions: the Grand Prix <laughs> in Austria and the Sprint Race uh, in in Great Britain. And it's uncharacteristic of Checo Perez to make so many mistakes.
0: It's a bit crazy. Uh, we've sort of not put him in the spotlight as much as we normally end up doing. But but it's a bit strange. It's a bit strange to see him in this situation right now, not able to fire back. And he starts all the way at the back, more on what about the action could mean later on. But let's wrap up this topic. Let's wrap up the discussion about this experiment. So one out of three, we are, we're, we're, I think, a third of the way in. If you had to put a word on it, of course, you've given your opinion, Kunal. You want to see with a few more tweaks, but still, positive, negative, where where do you put this perhaps on that list? I'd say I'm more towards a positive, neutral
1: aspect. I would say I liked the Mm. historical references, like Sundaram put it, you know, uh, that uh, it was 35 years ago that Formula One had a race on Saturday. This was the 1985 South African Grand Prix. And coincidentally, that was also the last time the wreaths were presented to the podium finishers. So some things which were good, some things which were bad, like I said, positive to neutral, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would also put it, put it this way, that the, you know, after seeing Hamilton's heroics yesterday, I would have loved to see you on pole position because we are so tuned right. to the driver who's fastest at qualifying starts the race from P1. That's what we are used to. Although the rules mm-hmm. in Formula One say that the driver who starts on P1 is called as the driver who's got pole position, right? And the example of this being is if uh, I think 2019 Mexico, that's what somebody you know tweeted on, on Twitter that Max Verstappen had a pole position. Uh, he was fastest in qualifying, and then he had a three-place grid penalty. And yeah. Checo, uh, I think it was Carlos, no, it was Charles Leclerc who started then from P1, so he was counted as the driver who started from pole. So lots yeah. of nomenclature-related things that I think will get sorted as the event sort of goes, as this format goes forward
0: and a word on the packaging as well. Oh my word, Formula One, you absolute beauty. They nailed it with those intro graphics where they had uh, those virtual virtual backgrounds all the way through. They nailed it with, this, uh, with the sprint grid that we saw right there. They nailed it, especially with the onboard cameras where you could see the name of the car up ahead as if it was a racing simulator. That got me in my heart right there. That was absolutely superb. And all the way through, it just felt like they're Fed something to the commentators saying that, oh, just hype it up a little bit more, build it up to be something more special than it is. Because after the first lap, Crofty and Martin Rundle were like, oh, yeah, they will all just follow each other. They'll all just trail. They'll not take risks. Talk about that now, <laughs> which is what they did after halfway part. So that, that got me a bit baffled. It is what it is, though. But still, a lot of more fun stuff all the way through as well. A lot more stuff to the Sprint King thing as well. Yes, the, the Pirelli speed king, that's what, you know, something yeah. new that
1: Formula One sneaked in, you know, they didn't really make a big hullabaloo about it saying, oh, by the way, there's a new term we're going to use for the driver who takes pole, but won't start <laughs> on pole, right? That's that's the language we speak. And the, the strange part here, Samuel, Uh, and I'm going to make a reference to something that we experienced, uh, you know, when I was working with Force India as well, right? So the strange mm-hmm. part, firstly, with the Pirelli Speed Kings is the fact that with the whole V-race as one and the whole diversity thing, what if there's a female driver who comes and takes pole position, point. right? And we are so Good attuned point. to having a Formula One driver as male that Speed King fits in well, right? And the the Force India reference out here was, you know, when we launched the one from a billion hunt, I worked on the marketing campaign. And this was back, this was 10 years ago when the the tagline was, are you the god of speed? And then guess what happened? There was a female that came into the top ten who could have won the one from a billion hunt because you know she came into the top ten from hundreds of drivers who you know uh, who who signed up to get themselves assessed. Now imagine if a female came and we were still calling it the the god of the, mm-hmm. the god of speed, right? So. Just a bit of tweaking that, I guess, will happen in in the time to come. But your point about packaging was brilliant. The TV graphics were at a completely different level. The camera angles just looked really much better as well.
0: Yeah, and and a word on the point you mentioned, 100%. That is absolutely spot on. I think the future, of course, more towards gender neutral words in cases like this one happens in Norway. That's where Kunal lives. That's just the ideal country all the way through. Less on Norway, more on tomorrow's race, though. That is the final point we have to discuss. And implications are major. Again, as we discussed early on the first time ever that Russell finishes in the top 10, but he doesn't get a point for that. (laughs) How grueling is that sort of stuff? But that's one thing. I think the most serious implications come all the way at the back of the grid, because Sergio Perez, as we briefly discussed right now, he is in a hot soup, but... We've seen him do just that at And If anything, he has a, one more lap extra than what he had at the first race of the season, in this case, to make a recovery. Absolutely. He's Mr. Sunday if, you know, George Russell is Mr. Saturday.
1: So mm-hmm. it, it'll be great to see him start from the pit lane. That's what I presume they're going to do. And then literally grow, you know, climb, climb his way to the top five, maybe even the top three, who knows. Yeah. And, you know, we saw, I think the one thing that, Uh, the teams would be smarter about in the race tomorrow is how their competitors' tires were sort of responding in a short stint, like a 17-lap stint. We saw that, you know, Max Verstappen had blisters. It didn't come onto the broadcast, but Valtteri Bottas said he had blisters as well. So, you know, tire degradation will be an issue tomorrow, and the teams already have a little bit more information uh, about how their rivals' tires are going to Grade, and that will sort of help them choose some strategy. And like we saw Mercedes went on a split tire strategy already mm-hmm. for today's race. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And, uh, you know, if, if we were to make a funny, you know, funny joke about the whole F1 sprint, it could very well be that tomorrow's race is very similar to the F1 sprint. We have an exciting mm-hmm. start in a couple of laps, only that we have to wait 90 more minutes to see how boring it could get before the chequered flag drops. So I say that in a lighter note, it may well be a very exciting race. And I remember, Samuel, you and I hosted a fan meet in Mumbai a few years ago. Uh, This was, I think, 2019. And
0: that British Grand Prix was absolutely epic. Like the 2020 one was, or like the 2018 one was, like the 2017 one was, like... 16? 16 was good. Hamilton had an amazing race. This track never fails to deliver. I just have a slight feeling, though. I hope that the action has just not been pre by a day. And so we just end up getting a big lump of nothing on Sunday. That's my hope. I, I hope that is not the case, finally. But I'm good to, going to put you on the spot right now, Kunal. We know that it's very likely going to be a Verstappen win. But the whole top three, what do you reckon that's going to be for
1: tomorrow? I think we're going to have a Verstappen-Hamilton both us. They've made history mm. with the number of times they've appeared on the podium and they're just going to add to that number. That's my gut feeling.
0: And what about Fernando Alonso? He's been the star of today. He's the star of
1: Sunday as well, coming through. Yes, he's been the star of today. I think he he's probably going to hold station. You know, the quicker cars literally got through when they needed to, which was literally mm. the McLarens. It was great to see Alonso versus Vettel in the fight. And uh, I just, I, I'm just glad, you know, we, people were also discussing every time I, you know, we speak about Alonso. I'm, I remember George Russell, given the bond that they share and the respect they have. Right. And, and it, to me, it's just yeah. the way that uh, George Russell got his time to shine on a Friday as well as on the Saturday and him scoring a point would be absolutely brilliant
0: absolutely my apologies right there for the slight internet issue on that video but that is it folks that is all from us right here for this sprint qualifying review if one thing i have to say to you before we leave what shot for leclerc versus norris tomorrow that is going to be an action-packed battle but that's it from us here today thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening to this episode and i hope you had a good time with sprint qualifying we shall see you on sunday evening for the full race review until then it's goodbye and see you next time see you next time bye-bye